Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to Mini Crush, second annual Razzie special. Even though the Razzies haven't even happened yet, but we can go over the we're, worst. We're ahead of the curve, Chuck. Of the worst. We're scooping the Razzies themselves. Yes, and a big shout out, as always, to John Wilson and Mo Murphy, founders of the Razzies. We want to give them their due. What's the story behind that? I'm interested. I've never really uh, looked into it. Well, we went over that in detail last year on the inaugural Razzie special. Uh, with the history and everything, so I don't think was I on that one? We should yes, we should bore everybody okay. with that again. Okay, that's fine. But uh, the nominations are out this year, and uh, we got a little social studies going on. But I thought maybe we should just kind of go over uh, the list of worst movies because I'm curious if I've seen any of these. I don't even know if that's uh, if I've seen any of these. There's definitely a handful of big ones that I've seen. Um, and enough that I've read enough about that I feel pretty confident discussing. All right. So this is the 40th, by the way. Is that true? That seems like a lot. Oh, that's not true. That must be. That's got to be a joke. I don't remember the year. Oh, although it may have started uh, as just because uh, I remember it started like in someone's apartment. Right. So maybe that's true. 81. March 31st, well, first awarded it. the Golden Raspberry Award Foundation Worst in Film to, uh, it was in a living room, yeah, in B. Wilson's living room, Alcove in Hollywood. Uh, let's see who got it. Doesn't say here. Well, this year, uh, Worst Picture, which is the biggest Razzie of all, and of course, Cats is going to be all over this thing. Uh, Cats. Of course, is nominated. They're already doing like midnight movie screenings of cats. <laughs> it's about to start like that. The theater uh, near here called the Plaza, where they do Rocky Horror every week. They're about to start doing a cats like midnight movie screening. I bet. Uh, I mean, that's is that desperate or is that a great idea? I think it's it makes a lot of sense for this type of movie. It's yeah. like so bad that it's it's still pretty bad, but it's you know. I could see like going and drinking and throwing stuff at the screen and having a <laughs> meowing uh, a good old row. Uh, the Fanatic is also nominated, Whew. which did not see. I don't even know if I could kind of fun watch that. Yeah, did you watch the trailer? 
I didn't even make it through the trailer. It's really uncomfortable. I could not make it past that haircut. Haircut. Mm-hmm. Weird, patchy, like he gave himself a bad haircut with some clippers. You yeah, know? and we're talking about John Travolta, obviously, are, in his movie, uh, The Fanatic, about a movie fan obsessed with an action star. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, this sounds bad. Yeah, d- d- let's not bury the lead here. It's also directed and written by Fred Durst. Yes, well, of, that's, of that's Limp coming. Biscuit flame. Flame. <laughs> <laughs> Limp Biscuit fame. They did flame, in that's fact. That's true. Uh, another film called The Haunting of Sharon Tate, which... Uh, I have not seen that either, but I listened to the uh, to the special on the Flophouse. Oh, I don't know the, the Flophouse, Chuck. I need to check that out. Is that just about like bad movies? Oh yeah, you know, the Flophouse no. is, is a great, great podcast. Cool. I listened to How Did This Get Made and love that, but I need to check out the Flophouse. I'm yeah, a fan of uh, two of the guys are pals of mine. Uh, don't know Elliot Kalin yet, but he is hysterical, and it's great. It's a max fun show. Love, love those guys. Uh, let me see here. A Medea family funeral. Mm. So I've never seen anything Tyler Perry's ever done. No? Have you guys? I have. Um, I got hired to go to D.C. for Obama's inauguration to, to sh- videotape that. Amazing. Yeah, and it was me. Um, it was with... Uh, just you and Tyler Perry. Me and Tyler Perry, <laughs> just on a bus to, to D.C. And uh, now... Uh, the bus I was on, um, they started off showing the movie uh, Taken with Liam Neeson. Okay. I, I have a set of skills. Right, of course. No, wait, they're showing a movie on a bus? Yeah. So well, it, was, it, was a, it was a church group here in, here in Atlanta. And, okay. Um, what, what's the screen? Like, how do they do that on a bus? It's pretty small. It has those small TV screens. It's individual. Bus. Indivi- like, yeah, oh, in not individual. Backs? Yeah, no, 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 no. So on the top, there's like these TVs oh, okay. that'll pop down, but Copy it's like that. every three or four God. rows. All right. Like they so, used to do in airplanes. Correct. Yeah. So you, you probably got a really bad view of whatever's going on. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Anyway, the the bus they started showing Taken, and they realized that was pretty violent for a church group to go to DC. Oh, and I see what's coming. Put, puts in the mindset, and guess what? You know, next thing, the only thing that the the bus driver had was all of uh, all the Tyler Perry oh, Medea movies. Goodness, and Taken. Those are the options. Yeah, and I did not sleep an hour. I could not fall asleep on the bus, so I had to uh-huh. watch three Medea oh, movies. Oh my lord! Do you remember which ones? No. How many have there been? There's been a lot. And then she goes to was... jail. She's sort of an earnest type type figure. Okay. You know, there's I think there's a scared stupid ish. She goes to Medea. <laughs> she I don't know if she goes to camp, but she definitely goes to jail. Maybe goes to Medea space. Saves Christmas. Does she save Christmas or are you just making I that don't up? Know, I'm just making that up. I don't know. I'm interested. Um Hey, and I'm not uh, bagging on Tyler Perry. No, no, that guy you know. he's been a he's been a lot to Atlanta. Huge. And the film industry Huge. here and the infrastructure of the film industry here. Uh, I've just never seen any of his stuff. He has this massive I mean, he he's a really interesting character because he's got an owned and operated, basically studio. Yeah, you know he's got this whole uh, compound where a lot of folks work. They used to be Crog Street Market. That's right, but now it's like I don't know exactly where it is, but it's called Tyler Perry Studios. I mean, it's, it's like South. Well, he City, bought right? a military base. That's yeah. Like, so he it's, has it's a huge. military base. <laughs> no, literally. No, it it, is yeah. mili- so it when is... I say complex compound, it really, really is. So we've got. You mean military industrial complex? Exactly Correct. that. It's yeah. the Medea industrial complex. We've got Medea, a family funeral. The latest. Medea goes to jail. Medea's family reunion. The yeah. original one was Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That was right. before it even started being called. Yeah, Medea yeah, yeah. Movies. I've, I've heard of that. And for there's sure. definitely Medea goes boo. A Medea <laughs> Halloween. That's the scared stupid. There's a one that looks like a Brady Bunch kind of joke. It's got like the the tiled kind of little family squares. There's a Christmas one. Medea's in witness protection in one. Uh, I think that's it. No, there's, there's Boo 2. There's Medea scared stupid 2. Wow. Um, well, let me tell you this. Uh, Tyler Perry is laughing, as my dad used to say, all the way to the bank. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Medea family funeral, it did $73 million. Which is not, you know, Titanic money, but that's pretty good money. And I guarantee you he makes these pretty on the cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple million. Yeah, I mean, he's got his own – I bet he has so much built-in infrastructure at his studio that he saves so much money. 100%. He does everything. He writes it. He acts in it. He acts in multiple roles. He directs. He produces. So it's basically him just getting that check. He's like Jerry Lewis. Pretty much. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. 
I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, and the last movie that's nominated is a movie called Rambo Last Blood. Did not see it. Uh, I'm, I was a huge fan of Ram of the very first movie, First Blood. N- a little bit on the second Rambo, and then it really lost me. But uh, this Rambo Last Blood is supposed to be awful. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I was super excited to see a new Rambo movie coming out. I did not see this because when I saw the trailer, it looked awful. I heard it was, it was borderline offensive in the way it handles Middle East yeah, of uh, relations and all of that. You know, it's, And the violence is just off the charts, apparently, yeah. like gore and violence. And, but I think it's really ham-fisted, like it's trying to be political, but it ends up just really embarrassing itself, yeah. kind of. And also Stallone just... I don't know. He's not He's not the Stallone we remember, you know? I like well, Creed. His hair. Creed was good. Creed? Yeah. Apollo? Yeah. Yeah, the the first one. I saw the first Creed, oh, yeah. which was great. Yeah. I saw did the, not see the second one yet. The second one was a mix of Rocky 1 well, and no, 2. Well, I'm sorry. One movie, so. well, what I'm getting at is even in the Rocky reboot, he was great, yeah. but he was an aged Rocky. In this one, he's like well, still sure. meant to be this like Mega Man superhero kind of like doing crazy stunts and chopping heads and stuff, you know? <laughs> well, but an aged version, I think. I guess so. I mean, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak, but he, I talked he to He cut some... his hair. That's what disappointed me. Rambo equals long hair. Wow, Stallone. Did he, do you think he did it in some kind of big ceremonial move in the movie, or was it just that's just how he is? Now? No, I think that's how it is in the whole oh. movie. He didn't feel like growing it out? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, worst actor, guys. We're going to move on. Uh, James Franco in a movie called Zeroville. Never, have never heard nothing. of it. Nothing. Never heard of it. And in fact, I remember last year with the Razzies, I hadn't heard of most of these. Because you know why? We have good goddamn taste, guys. Good movies this year, too, <laughs> though, you know? Zeroville. Don't know it. Oh, I did read about this. It's based on something. It's one of his like weird little passion projects. He directed it as well. 
Um, he plays like a very odd Russian character well, named no Vikar, <laughs> uh, and he's taking a bus into Hollywood, and it's sort of like a fish out of water Hollywood story. Uh, and he's boy, got a really weird bad. tattoo on the back of his head of like, an, like of, of uh, Montgomery Clift and Elizabeth Taylor, and it's based on some hipster book that, he, that James Franco really likes. It's liked. amazing that a movie like this can come and go with no. I mean, the box office here says seventy-eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Uh, yeah, just no so far underground that I'd, I'm a movie guy. I had no idea. The music's composed by a guy I really like, though Johnny Jewell, who's the the mastermind behind the chromatics and uh, Glass Candy. They're sort of these '80s throwback John Carpenter synth kind of pop thing. Like the Drive soundtrack that was all this guy Johnny Jewell. Right. Um, so well, anyway, great. could be a cool soundtrack. David Harbor for Hellboy. Did not see it. No interest. I love David Harbour, mm-hmm. but don't need to see that. Ramsey, you and I were talking about how, you know, it was, it was what a cool opportunity for David Harbour to get to be this badass. And then you saw it, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it, it like painful? It was very painful. Um, and what, when what he, happened? It, uh, it tried to do too much. And I think there was definitely trouble on, on the production as far as what I heard. Mm. I mean, I, I was super excited. They showed that poster of, of him as Hellboy. I was like, okay. It was hard to replace uh, you know, Ron Perlman and Del Toro. They tried to do too much. I mean, they mixed like the first and the second Hellboy and then, then put it into one. Was it like a reset? It was a reset. Ooh. Um, so you, you're obviously, you, you have a lot of holes to fill as far as making sure you're still keeping the source material and also keeping it good and all that. I mean, when when he came in to, to do the Stranger Things episode, I asked him, I was like, hey, man. I saw you as Hellboy, mm-hmm. and he just looked at me and smiled. He's like, "I look fucking cool, don't I?" <laughs> and I was like, "This is going to be awesome. This is this is this is going to be great." And yeah, I heard you know you you hear those initial reviews, and it's just I don't know. All Maybe the takeaway the is he looked awesome, and that was about it. Yeah, but he didn't though. <laughs> he didn't even look. I mean, awesome. no. I mean, like in in regards, like you know, the, it was. I mean, I, I appreciate movies that try to do practical effects and, and camera effects. Like uh-huh. all the makeup was done. Um, nothing was really CGI'd on him, as far as as far as you could tell. I mean, there was. Some Don't you parts see him were, with full horns? And yeah, then he, he cuts the horns. He shaves, shaves, saws yeah. the horns off. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. So all that stuff, I'm, I'm assuming it's CGI and all that. But like for the most part, he is, you know, he is Hellboy, um, which is which is cool. And obviously, he he got into to quote unquote Marvel shape for it and all that. But then immediately had to get back into Stranger, Stranger Things shape. shape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're drinking a guy. Process. Yeah. Um, but All right. Well, this does not look good. No. Yep. So sorry for David Harbour. But was not nominated for uh, Worst Picture. That's oh, good. he's going to be fine. Uh, McConaughey for Serenity, movie I did not see. How funny is that? You can get a guy like McConaughey, you know, winning an Oscars, and then he can also, I mean, it just goes to show some of these folks just that don't. That's a big movie, too. I don't mean, know big how to cast. pick roles. What is Serenity? Oh, Google it. I, did, I just think of the, it was like the Firefly <laughs> movie, Serenity. Yeah, it is not this that. This is not that. This is. Uh, Baker it, it supposedly Dill. had some uh, big twist. His name is Baker Dill. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. That's that in and of itself. He's a he's a fishing boat <laughs> captain. Yeah, it looks. I'm already snoozing just not reading so good. this uh, this this description. So Stallone for uh, Rambo. Uh, very sad at the end of his Rambo run to make such a poor effort. I think, yeah. not honoring the character. Uh, Travolta got a double uh, nom for the fanatic and a movie called Trading Paint, which I have never heard of even mm. another. But I'm looking now, and it looks like, uh, I mean, it looks like a NASCAR thing. Sure does. But they're also ripping off the poster, the uh, Fast and the Furious vibe with the font. Oh, my gosh. Big time with the way, like, the bottom, the word paint has got, like, racing lines on it. Like, it's moving so fast you can barely keep it in focus. Does not look oh, good. Boy, right. Travolta's on a roll and not the good kind. Box <laughs> office for this one, $18,000. Ew. Wow. So that may have paid for his, like... Makeup, his, you know, <laughs> lifts to the set and back, you know, perhaps. Oh, how does that even happen? Eighteen grand. Oh man, boy, he 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 fell so far. He rose so high, and has fallen so far. He really once has. again. Well, I heard that fanatic movie was. It's like it is like worth the watch just because of his acting is so awful. Like they I don't even know if I room. can do that anymore though in life. But yeah. I also heard that he really gives it his all. Like you can tell this is a man putting it all on the line. You know, obviously very ill advisedly, but like you know, because so he he tried hard. 
<laughs> Look, there's these there's these guys I really like, uh, movie reviewers, uh, Red Letter Media, and they have this show called Half in the Bag, and they do movie reviews. And they reviewed the this movie, The Fanatic, and you could tell they hated it. Obviously, it's a bad movie, but they had a certain reverence for the performance that Travolta turned in because he really just, you know, laid it all out there. Points I, for effort. Points for effort. All right. Uh, worst actress, Hilary Duff. In the haunting of Sharon Tate, my lord, did she play Sharon Tate? Hilary Duff is is she like back? Didn't she have a fall from grace as well? Yeah, she is back, and I think she's doing another one of those, uh, whatever the the big movies were that she was famous for with the kids, the Disney things. And there are a lot of uh, now young women uh, who are excited about that coming back. So I'm not going to poo poo that. What did we say? We talked about that. Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie yeah, McGuire. That's, right. that's it. Uh, Anne Hathaway, she gets a double nom. Because she was also in that pile of garbage, Serenity. And she was in a movie called The Hustle. Oh, I, I remember seeing what The Hustle was. Boy, Anne Hathaway, you're too good for that. You're Hustle. far too talented to get a double Razzie nomination. Oh, The Hustle is like a female version of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, kind of. I think that's it, the deal. It's Con her women. and um, Rebel Wilson, who yeah. I like very much. Actually. No, they're both great. But it, sound, it seems like low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Sure. For uh, for an idea, have you seen the trailer for this new Will Ferrell uh, and um, Elaine from Seinfeld movie, no. The Downhill? Um, well, that explains the Oscars. Then that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wonder why they paired them, but it's always to plug them. Oh, movie. they were paired at the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. This this just looks like I bet it's fun, but it does look like a little bit of a movie that was written by algorithm, kind of. You know, sure. the worst kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francesa Hayward for Cats. The only Cats nominee for Best Actress. And or, she was sorry, the unknown kind of dancer that she was hoping this was going to, like, make her career. Well, um, maybe, maybe they saw some talent deep down, <laughs> at least dancing-wise. I mean, she, you know, the movement in it is striking. I'll give you that. Tyler Perry as Medea. Uh, and then Rebel Wilson in The Hustle as well. So they swept for that film. Great. Worst Supporting Actress. I feel so bad to say that even. You're the worst. Uh, Jessica Chastain in a movie called Dark Phoenix. Never heard of it. Didn't see it. That was a, uh, a was lesser X-Men? X-Men movie. That oh, that was really Dark troubled production where they oh, kept no, no, having no, I know to that do movie. reshoots and stuff. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, that's the movie that everyone says killed X-Men, like until they come up with a reboot in like a year. Yeah, the girl, the woman that plays Sansa on Game of Thrones plays the Dark Phoenix. And it was one of those ones where you just read all this stuff in the trades about how like they're reshooting all this stuff and going back to the drawing board and, you know, production keeps getting pushed and then... Bad, and, bad news. Yeah. Jessica Chastain is great. And I imagine when she, they said, hey, you want to be in our new X-Men mm-hmm. uh, origin story? She was probably like, this is going to be gangbusters. Sure. Not gangbusters. Was, I watched the. Did you see the it? The second it's installment of it. Not yet. I watched it on a plane. She's she's great. It's good. Yeah, I want to yeah, see it. It's fun. Uh, Cassie Davis for Medea Family Funeral. Uh, Judy Dench in Cats. Here, where all the Cats people are, they're all supporting. Judy Dench and Rebel Wilson for Cats. Poor Judy Dench. Judy Dench, man. Come you, on. you know who should have gotten best cat 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 actor is. Uh, What's his name? Sir Ian Garfield. McKellen. Oh. He just really embodies the spirit of a cat. Everyone else doesn't quite know what they're doing. Like, yeah, it's, you it's said all he really got into it. He really cats it up. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Pineda for Rambo First Blood. Worst supporting actor, James Corden for Cats. Oof. Yeah. And he's, you know, they're all now making fun of themselves, which is, that's only, the, that's only the way shortest to go. gap. Only way to go. <laughs> between self deprecating uh, humor that's in, existed in movie history. Oh. Usually it takes a lot longer to totally. get to that place. Yeah, there's no too soon with Cat. It's no, like, like the week after it came out, everyone was, they were making fun of themselves. <laughs> like, oh, well, that at least thing. it's campy, right? Yeah, they sure. got they got in some shit at the Oscars because they came out dressed as cats. I mean, yeah. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, the movie. The, the, they got shit from who? From the pe- producers of Cats? Yeah, like from the, some of the cast and crew of Cats, like saying, how dare you, they make fun of. Yeah, they full, like, Come fully on, guys. made fun of it. I mean, it's sloppy of leaving so, you know, yeah, special effects Yeah, make a good movie. Out, make a good movie. <laughs> and the box office tells you if it's good or not, or people that go see it will tell you if it's good or not, yeah. or if you, you slack on special effects and all that. I mean, You can't be a crying baby after you make a pile of garbage and people 
make yeah. fun of it. It's just yeah. sad because that guy. I mean, it's, it's it's weird how that dude Tom Hooper kind of got you know lumped into being this Broadway film guy. That wasn't really what he was. You really? know, he did the King's Speech, which was a fine movie. Yeah. I don't think it was incredible or anything. Yeah, it was fine, but it was fine. But then all of a sudden, like, oh, he's the guy that does Les Mis, and he's the guy that's going to do Les Mis was great. Les, Les Mis was great, and then why he picked Cats? It was just a poor calculation. I think. dare I say, don't cry over spilled milk. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, there's so much weird milk licking in that movie. Get out, right now. Uh, they're all, in the, all on all fours licking up these bowls of milk. It's very uncomfortable, Chuck. It's very awkward. Worst supporting actor, Tyler Perry, gets two noms. Because that's the, that's you roll the dice there when you uh, do the Eddie Murphy, Peter Sellers thing. Right. You play three or four roles. You yeah, might you're all opening yourself screwed. up. You're opening yourself uh, up. He got nommed for uh, Joe and Uncle Heathrow. And I think, had we already said, is he in? No, he's not in there as Medea for worst actor. Oh, yeah, oh, he's a female. Worst, worst actress, of course. So, yes, all three roles that he played in this movie, he was nominated for as the worst. Seth Rogen in Zeroville. Okay, that makes sense that he's in there. I kind of want to see Zeroville. Oh, interesting. Bruce Willis in Glass. Ah. Very divisive movie. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was just whatever. Like, I didn't think there was anything too horrible about it. It was just kind of like plodding along. Did you watch it? I saw it. Yeah. What did you hate it? I did not care for it. Yeah, exactly. But it didn't like inspire like ire in you and make you want to. I think we even crushed that to judgment, if I'm not mistaken. But it was, uh, yeah, it, it was. Very, very disappointing. It had one of the great idiotic twists in it too, where it was like this big thing that happens at the end that makes absolutely no sense. I don't even remember that's how little that movie impacted me. Uh, Worst screen combo, any... (laughs) This is where the Razzies gets funny. Uh, Any two half-feline, half-human hairballs and cats. 100%. Uh, Jason Derulo and his CGI neutered bulge in cats. Oh, yeah, he's... uh, No comment. The Rum Tum Tugger. Which is, in and of itself, um, just a very strange thing to say out loud. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry for Medea Family Funeral. Sylvester Stallone and his impotent rage in Rambo. John Travolta and any screenplay he accepts. <laughs> wow. He's definitely gotten to that point. Worst screen duo. <laughs> uh, worst director. This is where Fred Durst enters the building, you guys, for The Fanatic. Uh, I, I don't know if I can bring myself to watch it. I'm so glad I don't have a bad movie podcast. I don't know how they do it. Mm. I, I get a kick out of it. I enjoy it. But this I, one, I just can't do that anymore. I'm too old. I've reached the point where I'm like, yeah. there's too much good that I'm not seeing. Oh. I can't be like, I'm going to watch something terrible. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it has this place. Sometimes I just want to be like, be able to turn my brain off and, and watch something. That's like, I, I love the concept of putting so much effort into something that's so awful. It fascinates <laughs> me. But like. On the, on, the, on the podcast, uh, the movie crush interview you did with your buddy, um, who turned you on all the great music and stuff yeah. about being there, mm-hmm. um, you talked about how I think you were more okay with it than he was. But as you get older, you're less fond of the awkward humor of the stuff that makes you uncomfortable. He does not like the right. awkward humor. I love it. You do love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I, I look at bad movies in that same lens in some ways. It's sort of like awkward humor, just like even if it's unintentional, right? You know. Uh, James Franco, worst director for Zeroville. Adrian Grunberg for Rambo. Uh, Tom Hooper for Cats. And uh, Neil Marshall for Hellboy. And I think some of the Hellboy stuff is people are mad because they ruined something they love. Right. Well, that's the rule. Which is bound to happen. You run that risk. Franco hasn't really had a good direct, or or, or consistently liked directorial feature, I don't believe. Uh, Well, he directed the room thing. Yeah, he did the room, right? Yeah, he did do that. That one was. That was pretty popular. Yeah, it, was, it was good. Uh, worst screenplay, Cats. Lee Hall and Tom Hooper, Haunting of Sharon Tate by Daniel Farrans. Hellboy, I think you see a pattern here. Andrew Cosby, Medea, Tyler Perry, and Rambo. Uh, Stallone and Matthew uh, Sorolnik. That's why the Bruce Willis thing surprised me, because Glass is the only thing that's kind of been different. Everything else is sort of the same stuff. Uh, worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, Dark Phoenix. Godzilla, King of Monsters, did not see. Anyone? No? I saw it. It was awful. Really? Yeah. It was like, even the monster fights were boring. That one I had a little higher hopes for because it had Mothra and it kind of pulled out some of the old 
stops. Yeah, it was just weird. The, the pacing of it they was very strange. You can't get these Godzilla movies right, can they? Mm-mm. Is Godzilla still fat in it? He he looks more like classic Godzilla, like with the silver ridges, you know, on his mm-hmm. back and stuff. And yeah, he's fat. Like he, but that's the classic well, I mean, Godzilla. He's a little stumpy, you know. I mean, it looks okay. I yeah. think I saw that first one. Yeah, I, I like that he screams lasers. That's pretty cool. You know, he roars and lasers come out. That's pretty neat. Which I think is original Godzilla shit, so, right? I think yeah. so too. Yeah. yeah, he never he never breathed fire or anything like that. Mm-mm. Oh, really? To begin with? No, he didn't. No, he did that laser stuff. Um, from his mouth. I mean, I don't know. Laser stuff. Classic, classic Godzilla move. Uh, Hellboy, Medea Family Funeral, and Rambo First Blood. I'm sorry, Last Blood. Uh, worst reckless disregard for human life and public property, which is a new category. A movie called Dragged Across Concrete. Wait. I heard that was really good. Casey Pegram talked about that. It's, it's this, I believe it's the guy. Hey, if Casey liked it. No, it's the guy that did something else that we've all kind of enjoyed. Um, I believe he did Bone Tomahawk. Oh, well, I certainly loved that movie. Yeah, Craig T. Zoller. But again, this is this is referring to him not being very safe, I think, right? Maybe. He did a movie called Brawl and Cell Block 99, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk was fantastic. Yeah, this is the same guy. Dragged across, and Dragged Across Concrete was 2018, so hmm. don't know where this is coming hmm. from. Haunting of Sharon Tate, Hellboy, uh, Joker. I'm not even sure what this category means. Does it mean they're like they're setting stuff on fire in public? I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it a ding on their safety record? And Rambo Last Blood. Uh, the Ra- Razzie Redeemer... Oh, interesting. So this is a, uh, I guess, someone coming back from the Razzies and doing something great. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name. I still haven't seen that. Have it you is, seen it? It is good. I haven't either. Yeah. No. Is it great? Yeah. It, it was It is probably in my top 10 from, from oh, this last year. All right. I mean, well, say no more. And, but it's, it's, it, and they have a good point. It's like, you know, Eddie Murphy's back to where he was. Like, you know, I don't know if, he, if it's, there where I loved him in the 80s and all that, but sure. he definitely Not took a step vintage, forward. But... Yeah, he definitely took a step forward, but like the costuming, the the look, the feel, the, uh, the soundtrack, it, it's all great. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, big props to Netflix for, for putting that out. I Heck mean, yeah. Yeah, so. I need to get that back on my list. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves, John Wick 3, Toy Story 4, big comeback. Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems, his Indie Spirit Award uh, speech was great. I don't know if you heard or saw that. Uh, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. It's great. Did you see Hustlers? I did. I heard it was wonderful. It's good. And it got kind of Oscar snubbed, right? Big time. Like people yep. were expecting it to get a little bit of love. I don't know thing. if it was Oscar caliber stuff. Okay. But it was good. It was a fun watch. I had a lot of heart. It was uh, more than I expected. Yeah. The relationships. It yeah. was really about these relationships. It was good. There were some good side actors in it as well that got some some attention. But I, I can't. thought the whole cast did okay. a really great job. I'll check it out. I liked it. Uh, Will Smith <laughs> in Aladdin. He got the Redeemer Award for Aladdin. I thought that was panned. It was what? Who got it? Who got it? Will Smith. Maybe. I mean, he did a good job. I don't no. know. But he also did Gemini Man. That came out. That was supposed to be horrible. Mm, that's right. And that escaped the Razzies. <laughs> Which is interesting, in full. Did I tell my Will Smith story on the podcast? Just a really quick quick version of it, if I have it. I have already, I'm being redundant. I saw, it was the Gemini Man premiere at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood, and we were staying at the Roosevelt, and they closed down the lobby for the party, and they make you go out the valet exit. So we went out, and Will Smith and his entire family were like kind of corralled in there, oh, yeah. like, you know, being kept, and they would be like walked out to the event, and we walked yes, right by them. being kept like, safely yeah, away. Safely from away from the Regular riffraff. humans. Yeah. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let me see here. Uh, nominations per picture. Cat's got nine. Medea got eight. Rambo got eight. Hellboy with five. Sharon Tate with four. Fanatic with four. Zeroville with three. So that is the uh, Razzies. And then I went to the Movie Crush page, and I asked everyone what their what they thought was the worst movie that they saw. Mm. So I was like, you can't just say Cats. No. Because you know. I don't even know if I can pick out a worst movie that I saw because... I, I say it all the time. I don't have a ton of time to see movies, so I only see the good ones. Right. I don't know if I saw a bad movie last year. Yeah, I mean, I, aside from Cats, which I absolutely saw on purpose, but... Uh, Maybe b- disappointed in some movies. There you go. But didn't see anything bad, I don't think. Well, it was a good year for movies, too. I mean, there were so many options that, you know, it would have taken... I mean, there's still stuff I want to see. I really need to see. Oh, sure. Uh, Brandy McDonald says The Lion King. I heard that was pretty bad. It was just... Ugh, it was just like, why bother? Yeah. Know? Uh, Lee Leonard, maybe unpopular, but I'm going to go with Ad Astra. It tried to be Gravity plus Interstellar, but couldn't come close to either one. That, I need to see that. That's a very divisive movie because my friend Scotty, who very famously doesn't like many movies <laughs> that come out in the theater these days, said he really liked it. Mm-hmm. I've heard the same. So I don't know because he got some backup here that people said they did not like Ad Astra. Uh, Matthew Jones said he saw The Fanatic. I'm going to believe him. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, were, you were one of the 12. You have no reason not to. Uh, Jay Frazier says, check out the Razzie Redemption Award, which we just did. Toss up for Sandler or Murphy. Maybe what if Eddie Murphy showed up to the Razzies to accept that? Well, you know, I mean, that's like the one positive award you can get, but it's also so. sort of a backhanded compliment, right? I guess. I mean, they're televising them this year, I think, for the maybe first time. On what network? I don't know. Huh. I, w- I would guess that would be like a CW spike or something. Yeah, yeah that know. makes sense. I'm not even sure what networks are out there anymore. Uh, Brendan Rice said tie between Glass and Rise of Skywalker. Uh, they weren't completely terrible, but had higher expectations. Well, that's not what I asked necessarily, but I still like to hear those thoughts, Brendan. Well, it goes with what you were saying about being just disappointed. Yeah. Know? I'm looking for the worst movie, though. Uh, Brian Ridge said Glass. Horrible decision to go see that movie. That one is probably tempered, too, by the fact that, you know, Unbreakable is pretty beloved. And then that Split movie was a surprise, pretty good one. People seem to okay. like it. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the secret, uh, the twist that it was, in fact, a 
in that universe. Sure, that was kind of neat. And then for Glass, they tried to really lean all the way into that, and that was maybe the mistake, was that uh, nobody man. needed that. I mean, I saw Glass in the theater because I was excited to pay off this three-film thing. And they, the uh, the big, huge fight scene at the end was in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it raining at least? It was bad. I don't remember. They they set up this whole thing that it was going to be this at the top of this building that they were debuting, this brand new building in Philadelphia, and it was a red herring, and it was just like the worst kind of red herring because that would have, it, it felt like a they didn't have the money to do that, so they're like, eh, let's just let's do it in the parking lot. I mean, even a fight at the top of a skyscraper is pretty cliche, you know. Well, that's I'll take cliche over. A parking lot. But what I'm saying is to tease that as being the thing is already kind of like a who cares, and then to not Jeez. even deliver and <laughs> it be in the parking lot is just sad. You know, Maddie and I crushed out uh, Sixth Sense last yeah. week, and it's a movie that just doesn't hold up that well for me. Mm. I think he does some things well, but I think overall he's not that great of a filmmaker. And that was him at the and height not, of his not a good powers. filmmaker. <laughs> Six Sense, yeah, that's what people you know. Well, it's his first movie, but it was the one where people were like, "Oh, this the old Shyamalan twist," you know. That's yeah, became a thing. I did like Unbreakable, but that's kind of it. Hmm? Uh, let me see here, Steiner. Well, Dunkirk, Christopher was uh, not last year. Maybe he's thinking of nineteen seventeen. <laughs> I think he just got the year wrong. Yeah, Maybe he thought Dunkirk was made in 1917. Did you guys see 1917? No. I haven't yet. Did you? I did. It's great. Cool. Really, really good. Uh, let me see. Hellboy was terrible. This is uh, Jennifer Mudge. Glass wasn't as good as it could have been, and yesterday was kind of boring. Lion King was meh. And honestly, Avengers Infinity War was way better than Endgame. All right. Still not the worst movies. Kate Bryson says, Dr. Doolittle. That looks like garbage. I don't know if you guys have seen the preview for that, but it just looks like corny, kind of. You know, it looks like I want to shake Robert Downey Jr. by his golden lapels and say, "Do another movie, dude, where you right. really act." I mean, I love Tony Stark, but I want to see him dig in. Is it this is a Disney thing? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it's reeks of Disney. It looks like it. Yeah. They spend a lot of money making that movie too. Oh yeah, and it, they're going to lose a <laughs> lot of money. Really? You think it's going to flop? You think it's going to? Oh, it's already, oh, it's already out. Yeah. Oh, we're, oh yeah. there you go. I yeah. wonder. <laughs> My daughter wants to see it, so I'll let you guys know. <laughs> but I don't know. Anytime you got to have like celebrity voices for like a pair of chimpanzees or whatever, you know, kind of you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, Kate says I took kids to a five dollar ticket pajama movie event, and it cost four ninety five too much. Jumbled, pointless, waste of talent, mess. Kate, I like what you're throwing down there. It's my kind of review. Oh, here we go. David Keith said The Irishman. Such high expectations in the film uh, for a film to be totally bored out of my mind. Yeah, I I gotta say, I was very, and not in a throwing shade way, I was very glad to see The Irishman get completely shut out. Mm -hmm. The Oscars of the SAG Awards, I think the DGA Awards, there was one other major award that, BAFTA. or no, yeah. Golden Globes, I think. Yeah. I yeah. wish they had a camera on Scorsese the whole time, <laughs> seeing him bob or try nodding to figure, off, kind of too. Well, to Eminem when he got on stage, like <laughs> yeah. he was just like confused. But I, I'm sure he's confused a lot. I think everyone was confused by that because. Everyone was just kind of like, why is he here singing that song? But the, yeah. the, the the joke is that the Oscars are always a little behind the curve, and that's just like them being behind the curve in a hilarious way. Because he actually won the Oscar for that song in like 2002? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, was, uh, it was definitely interesting. I mean, it was a good performance, but yeah. it felt like, oh, <laughs> we have some time to kill. Who should we get? Eminem. Well, well, he didn't perform it when it, when it won. It, he didn't perform right. it because he had just performed it at the Grammys. Right, and, and he didn't want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Who's pumped for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Nobody? No. My daughter is. So you know about my... the saga behind this, Chuck? The, they released the trailers, <laughs> and people were so freaked out by the design of Sonic the Hedgehog, they pulled the movie, they redesigned oh, really? the character. 
to make him look more like the video game because he looked like he had human teeth and he had like really like kind of slender muscular legs and everything about him was just very uncanny valley and awful and so they re-released a new trailer now he looks like the video game and it's coming out this week and there are no reviews from critics yet so that's always a good sign oh boy well that means they didn't uh, pre-screen it no screenings never a good sign guys it's that dude uh, Schwartz um, uh, the guy who plays John John Ralphio on Parks and Rec He's always on comedy. Bang bang. What's his name? Hey, yeah, another guy. Yeah, he's he ben, plays uh, the, Ben Schwartz. He ben plays Schwartz. the voice of Sonic. So yeah, Jim Carrey's in it as well. He is. Oh, really? He plays Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. I don't know anything about Sonic the Hedgehog. It's okay. Or, I mean, as a game or yeah. whatever. He's just a hedgehog that runs really fast and collects magical rings and is chased by a evil scientist named Doctor Robotnik. Hey, it's... sounds like a movie to me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Christopher Coronado says Rise of Skywalker. Felt like I was thrown together. Uh, thrown together. Uh, to just close everything out and shut everyone up. <laughs> Haven't been that disappointed in a movie since The Happening. All right. Uh, then Olivia Reed says, It, Chapter 2, bloated runtime, not scary, baffling choices. It was a little weird. It was quite long. Hodgman said he liked it better than the first one. Yeah, you were saying that. Which is uh, the only person I've heard say that. The Gooch, David Gooch says, Probably Glass. Uh, Shyamalan was on an upswing then completely dropped the ball on this one yeah I don't know a lot of people that love glass and then finally Jay Frazier says cats so beautifully bad but bad nonetheless it was a train wreck yeah so those are the worst movies according to the Crushers those are the worst movies according to the Razzies Um, I don't know if we should even bother saying who won the Razzie because that's not happening. They they were thrown because they tried to time it with the Oscars, but the Oscars was sooner this year, and the Razzies I think were caught with their pants down. Really, a little bit. And so like, when are they coming? When is it? I don't know. Even no. know. They just said, you know what? We're just going to stick to our schedule, even because the Oscars went early, and we're not going to try and rush this thing. Got it. <laughs> Can't rush the Razzies. Got to appreciate them sticking to their guns like that. You know? Hey, it's the Razzies. Uh, any parting thoughts on worst movies, guys? No, it's like you said, Chuck. I mean, it, it was a great year for movies. I didn't really have much time for bad movies. And yeah. I really, out of all these, I thought I had seen more, but I really only saw Cats and just realized I just had kind of read about the Rambo movie and uh, some of these that I hadn't even heard of. I do kind of want to watch The Fanatic in Zeroville, though. <laughs> um, Boy, maybe I should try and watch The Fanatic because, I don't know, there's something about Travolta and that haircut that does kind of pull me in a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's got a magnetic quality to I it. i got to admit, but I just don't know. I have the feeling it's one of those things where after I finish, you can be like, well, I could have watched a good movie. You could. Maybe I'll just watch the trailer. Yeah. That, that, honestly, <laughs> by now, there's probably like a cut up, like clips of some of his biggest like freak out scenes. That would probably do it, too. It's like the, the Room. I don't need to watch the, all of The Room. Just watch the little the cutouts. Yeah. Or watch The Artist. Wasn't that the name of it? The Disaster Artist. The Disaster yeah, Artist. Yeah. Got anything else, Ramsey? Um, bad movie-wise? Bad movie-wise, I would say my worst movies I saw were Hellboy and I did see... I had Dark Phoenix in the background just because, I don't know, anytime comic book movies. I, I see know. them all usually. Yeah. I did not see that one, though. It was awful. And it also, I mean, with with the, the troubles on set and all that type of stuff, and also that happened during the acquisition, and so Fox kind of was like, okay, we're, we're done making movies anyway. Jennifer Lawrence was in it, and I think she was had issues with with the direction and all that and was like she's also in like a weird blue skin suit in that movie so yeah. it's not even properly her i mean it's her but like she's wearing this weird scaly blue skin suit the whole time yeah she oh get, well so she's playing obviously she's playing her uh mystique mystique, yes, yeah. mystique yeah. yeah yeah she's playing mystique and she yeah. got pulled into the whole x-men stuff when she was a little bit lesser named and um then she kind so of she didn't even want to do this one yeah she was like i'm done with this this is you know and you know, rightfully so. I mean, this. I like those Matthew Vaughn movies, the uh, the first class stuff. Yeah, they that was great. great. That was fun. great. That yeah. was such a great. I mean, X Men has all for me always been a very troubled production. Like sure. those movies have always been bad, and then First Class was like. Oh, I, I, a lo- step I liked most of the X Men movies. Oh well. I liked the first few. Uh, I definitely liked the first one. Yeah, you know the ones with uh, with uh, our boy Wolverine. Uh, yeah. yeah, I liked yeah. them all. I love the Wolverine movie. No, Logan is Logan. Is, Logan yeah, Logan is 
was one of my favorite films of of uh, that of, year. Of, yeah, That's that very year. much its own I mean, thing, though. That doesn't even have a tonal similarity. That's like its own kind of outlier. Yeah, uh, I think it was also the first like R-rated Marvel-y type movie that maybe got studios thinking like, okay, we can do now we can do a Deadpool. Wasn't that pre-Deadpool or no? Or was Deadpool the first one that really did it? I can't remember. But. Yeah, it was, it was that in Deadpool. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, Logan was freaking amazing. I mean, they couldn't have cast a better Wolverine with the Hugh Jackman. I mean, he's he's perfect for that role. And the casting that, that they did for First Class was great. It's yeah. just, like, I think the script wasn't there. I mean, it's such a hard thing to cover as well as far as, you know, they didn't introduce the character of Phoenix or Jean Grey right. as well as they did the other X-Men characters. So was, a lot of it was rushed, and you didn't, didn't have the investment in there. Kind of so. had to assume a lot or, like, yeah. fill in the blanks. A rare misstep. Do yeah. you think they'll, they'll recast Wolverine? Because I know Jackman's never going to do it again. Do you think they're going to like give it a minute, sort of like they do with Batman movies? You I, know? I would be surprised if they left money on the table. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's it's true. Disney, man. They're going to find some way to make him, bring him back. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think they'll be like, popular character. Yeah, we're done with Wolverine. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's that right. whole MCU universe is 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 going to be very interesting this year and going into the next couple of years. Just yeah, because, this whole next wave. Yeah, will be very interesting. All right, Dark Phoenix. No good. Uh, Thanks for joining us for the Razzies, everyone. I hope you saw some better movies than those. And we'll see you next week. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Today. 